Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get it on your feet. It's curd and long. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. No Ryan Horvath today. Hoping he is uh, able to join us uh, coming up on our next podcast uh, as we record again, uh, hopefully on Wednesday. Uh, that is at least is the plan for now. But I am going to be traveling to Iowa for another baseball tournament. I leave on Wednesday. So if we don't have it on Wednesday, we'll probably record one on Thursday or somewhere along those lines. So just bear with us because I'll be gone for Oh, weeks. I'll be trying to re- uh, record uh, these from uh, hotels and so forth, I guess, moving forward. Uh, okay, so uh, let's start off first with the Colin Cowherd uh, Packers take, I guess you could say, uh, on his uh, radio show, I guess it is, TV show, whatever the case may be. Uh, quote from Colin Cowherd, Jordan Love has been with the Packers for four years. You cannot find one intense wow moment of practice video. Not one, Cowherd said on his show. I was told in the last 72 hours by an incredibly connected Green Bay source. I'm not telling you if it's a current Packer or a former one. I'll protect him. But he has said when he was around him for multiple years, he never saw a wild pass. He never saw a wild moment. And this player doesn't or didn't always love Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's why he talks to me. But... He said, four years, three years, I never saw the juice. I never saw it. Uh, This coming from Colin Cowherd. Cowherd goes on uh, and said on his show, if you went to a movie and it was a great movie, would you wait four years to tell anybody? If you went to your local casino or your local theater and saw a great comedian, would you wait four years to tell anybody? You'd call them the next morning. You'd text them on the way home. Your years, nothing, or four years, nothing. It reminds me, if you listen to all the wording from the Packers over the last year, it's been patience. Let's temper expectations. That's usually not great news. Again, this all coming from Colin Coward in his uh, show, of course, uh, with Fox Sports. So I'm going to just kind of give you my, my whole thing on this. If I would have been doing a show with Colin Coward, My response would have been, go find me everybody talking about wow moments with 12 when he was behind Brett Favre and in training camp. Go tell me about the wow moments that they took two quarterbacks in the second and seventh round because they were so scared or nervous that he wasn't going to be the guy. That's why they drafted two more quarterbacks when he finally had his chance to start. Aaron Rodgers had no hype. Coming out of preseason games. Had no hype coming out of training camp. It was a lot of, man, he don't look good. He looks horrible. But it didn't matter. Because Brett Favre was doing Brett Favre things, whatever the case may be. Didn't have all the social media and everything else like it is now. And it didn't really matter. Now, you got a lot more of the stuff. So now it's, well, yeah, where was all this hype around Jordan Love prior to this year? Wasn't any. Was there need to be? I mean, should there have been people talking against Aaron Rodgers and clapping for Jordan Love while Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback? Was was that something that should have happened? Does that happen a lot around the National Football League, Colin Cowherd? Does, do a lot of backups get a lot of play on your show talking about their wow moments in practice? I, I can't remember you ever talking about wow moments by a backup behind a Hall of Fame starting quarterback in the past on your show. Maybe I missed it. I feel like what we're doing here is we are trying to make sure uh, that we stay 
in Packer fans' faces kind of going forward. And why is that a big deal? Well, Packer fans, pretty big fan base. Probably the largest fan base uh, in the country, I I would say. I mean, it's them, the Cowboys, the Steelers, right? Those are the three largest fan bases. And his source, who, of course, he's not going to give up, whoever that may be, right? I mean, go ahead, take a guess. Who would it be? Uh, Lazard, Cobb, uh, Rodgers. Nah, Rodgers wouldn't be talking to Cowherd. That's that's stupid. That never would happen. But but it's got to be somebody that was with them, you know, two, three years, whatever the case may be. And to be honest with you, at this point, it doesn't really matter at, at this point who his source is. Doesn't really matter. What does matter is, is that Tom Clements is quarterback's coach. What does matter is he took strides last year while finally having Tom Clements as his quarterback's coach. That's truly what matters. What's going to matter is when he's on the football field in the regular season, if he can win football games. What's going to matter is when he's on the football field in the regular season, can he make all the throws and make something happen? What's going to matter is when he's on the football field and he's got some pressure, will he be able to use his legs to escape pressure and pick up that first down when they need it? Those are the things that are going to matter. Nobody outside of Cowherd will be talking about why wasn't anybody talking about the backup quarterback behind the Hall of Famer for three years in Green Bay? I mean, clearly it happens all the time around the rest of the league. We're always talking about backup quarterbacks behind Hall of Famers. That's, that's a thing in the NFL. I will say, having done this uh, for quite some time now, since, well, how long have I been doing radio? 94. I remember when Matt Hasselbeck and Mark Brunel were the thing behind Brett Favre, and Packer fans were done with Brett, wanting to go to Mark Brunel. Then they really wanted to get to Matt Hasselbeck because they were sick of watching Favre throw interception after interception after interception. But again, That was on the local level. That was doing sports talk radio in Milwaukee. People calling in and screaming for Hasselbeck to start. That I remember. But you didn't have all the media that you have now. You you just didn't. You didn't have Twitter and all this other stuff. right? None None of that existed back then when Brett Favre was the quarterback. And he had all of his backups. But back then, yeah, locally people were talking about because of preseason games that they were done with Brett and they wanted to move on. Now, if they would have had moved on at that point, would it have mattered? I don't know. Would they would have went to another Super Bowl had they moved on from Brett earlier and went to Matt Hasselbeck instead of essentially trading him to his former coach in Seattle, who he then took to a Super Bowl? Had he stayed in Green Bay, would they have gotten to another Super Bowl? Brett never got him back to another one. Would the situation with Rodgers still have played out? Or probably not. Don't know. A lot of what-ifs. So locally, yes, we've seen backup quarterbacks get love, even behind Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and we've seen those backup quarterbacks from the fan base locally have those fans want that quarterback to start over the Hall of Fame quarterback. Here with this situation, not exactly the same thing. Love hasn't given you a ton to really grasp onto and say, oh yeah, he should be starting over Aaron. I don't think anybody thinks that to be true. But instead, what's happened is people are just sick of the Aaron Rodgers whole thing. On the field, off the field, everything involving Aaron, people are just done with. 
And I don't know if people are mad at him or hate him or anything like that. Not like it was with Brett before it was all said and done. You had people literally hating Brett and people loving Brett and hating those that hated Brett. It never got to that level. People, I, like I said, I think people just got sick of it. Sick of the whole charade and just said, enough. You know, if love sucks, fine, but we're just done dealing with this dude. Just done with the soap opera and the drama and everything else that comes with him. We're done. Let somebody else deal with him. And they're moving on now to Jordan Love. The movie analogy that Colin Cowherd made, as far as if you went to a movie, you know, do you wait four years to tell somebody or do you text them on the way home or whatever? Okay. That's 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 a good one. Yeah, that 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 is a fair point. But Colin Cowherd, let me ask you something. Is it easier for you to throw hate at players and teams on your show? than it is for you to throw praise and love. Hmm? Which is easier for you to do? I've always said time and time again, it is easier to tell somebody that you hate them or you don't like them than it is to tell your girl that you love her for the first time. Why is that so hard? If you love her, you love her, say it. Oh, can't be the first one to say it. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, and that's just what it is, Right. Your kid makes a mistake, you're all over him. When your kid does well, do you pat him on the back as much as you yell at him when he screws up? Or when she screws up? Not all parents are as quick to praise as they are to get on top of when they do something wrong. So sure, we can use the movie analogy and say, oh boy, what a great movie. But how many people are you going to tell it was a great movie versus how many people are you going to tell if the movie stunk? Let's take it another step further. I was just at a restaurant. Uh, actually, let's re- rewind a little bit. 18-year-old graduated uh, from Oak Creek, uh, went to American Family Field, uh, did that. And then we went out to dinner at night, or the next night we went out to dinner. And we were going to go to one restaurant, downtown Milwaukee, had made reservations. We looked at the reviews, the Google reviews right there, right? Looked. A lot of negative reviews in the last couple of weeks. And there were a couple of really good ones, but a lot of negative ones. Going after the manager, going after a waitress, naming names, whole deal. And I'd been to this restaurant before, and it's a it's a real nice restaurant, I feel. I mean, I've been there before. I liked it. I've always liked it. It's a chain, but I've always liked it. So it was the decision was made in the family of, I don't think we really want to chance that because we don't want to ruin the kids' graduation dinner. So there was a restaurant similar to the one downtown right there in Oak Creek that we have driven by, I don't know, the last 10 years, probably 100 times, probably more than that. We've never went in. And it's the same type of restaurant. I've never had gone into that restaurant in Oak Creek. Okay. So we stopped in. I walked in there in the afternoon. Said, hey, we had reservations at this restaurant. Told them which one it was. Saw a lot of bad reviews. Be interested in coming here if you had an opening for 615. Yep, sure, no problem. So we went there and we loved it. And the 18 year old was like, I-, I was trying to figure out if I wanted to get out of this or not because I don't know anybody that's ever coming to this place and it's been here forever. They've been open for a long time, a long time, almost two decades. And he was like, But I figured I'd give it a chance. And he was glad he did because we all had a great time and it was a lot of fun. I went right there on Google Review immediately and gave him five stars, praised him the whole deal because I thought it was really well done. How many of you 
do that versus how many of you are the first to go put a negative review on a Yelp or Google or whatever the case may be if you have a bad experience. Do you go do the same thing when you have a good experience as when you have a bad experience? Most people do not. Doesn't happen. And it'd be no different from a movie. Oh, that was a great movie. You're probably not texting and telling everybody. If it comes up in conversation later, if somebody's talking about wanting to go see it, then you'll probably bring it up. But if you go see a movie and you think it's horrible, it stinks, then you're probably texting everybody, dude, don't waste your money on this. That movie sucked. Like, don't bother. Then you're telling everybody, don't waste your time. It was horrible. Now, maybe Colin Cowherd is different than the majority of other people, but I feel like I got a pretty good idea of how this normally works in society today. Easier to hate on than to love. That's just how it is. And that's what makes this show go, which is fine. And a lot of people accuse me of doing the exact same thing when I did my radio shows on the air as well. But that is human nature. That is kind of what it is. Now, from that Colin Cowherd piece, same day now, same day. This is Monday as we're recording this. We're recording it late. I apologize. Normally we have everything... Loaded by five. I don't think it's going to get loaded by five uh, tonight because we're recording late because of numerous situations involving my life. But either way, let, let's move on to the next one. The other thing that came out on the Green Bay Packers today was Elton Jenkins, our buddy, right? Mr. Five Tool. That's a baseball reference, but he plays all five positions on the offensive line. I call him Five Tool. He was on Good Morning Football. And he uh, had uh, a lot of different things to say concerning the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers. And Elton Jenkins, we're talking about uh, the team this year, is good stuff. He says, man, I was looking at Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed a lot. Our weapons, man, they got some serious speed, Jaden and Luke. Elton Jenkins said that in Good Morning Football. Uh, here are some more quotes. And again, I get this from Paul Bridal, DairylandExpress.com. Uh, quote, just being able to see them out there running and getting vertical up the field, running routes and stuff like that, it really put a smile on my face. I'm ready to see what's in store for those guys. I feel like the future's bright for those guys. Luke Musgrave and Jaden Reed, I've got a lot of high expectations for those guys in year one for sure, said Elton Jenkins. Now, that's good stuff, right? I mean, should be happy. He then went on to also talk about the fact that he thinks they're the best team in the division. He thinks they could be the best team in the NFC. And he is not doing what Matt LaFleur has done, which is dampen expectations and lower everybody's bar level as far as what you may think, wins and losses. Other things like, to hell with that. We're going to win. We're going to be good. Let's go. And you take a step back and you go, yeah, I mean, Christian Watson can run, obviously. Jaden Reeder, they just got from Michigan State. Luke Musgrave can run a little bit. Well, quite a bit, I guess, for a tight end position. Dobbs isn't necessarily slow, I wouldn't say, at this point. He can get out and run. And then you think about what they had, right? I mean, Randall Cobb, uh, not fast. Alan Lazard, mm, not so fast, no. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, love him, still want him back. Still out there, still nobody assigned him. But Mercedes Lewis, uh, no, he's lumbering. He's not going to do much there. And then you had Tunyon, a year removed from his surgery. He wasn't really the guy, again, uh, from a speed and explosion standpoint, I don't think probably to, towards the end of last year you got to see that a little bit. So from that perspective, it probably feels like night and day to these offensive linemen and probably to the defensive secondary. I mean, think about it. Guys like 
Rajul Douglas and Alexander, uh, and these guys are probably going, damn, this offense is much faster than we've had a guard before in practice. Now, are they going to make mistakes? Absolutely. They're going to make mistakes. But it's going to be good for the defense, too, going against this much speed. And think about some teams that have been built with speed. Kansas City was built with speed. The Dolphins have been building their team with speed for the last couple of years. The Rams, when they were the greatest show on turf, that was built around speed. Speed is good on offense. Get a bunch of fast guys, providing they can catch the ball and run the football. It makes it immensely more difficult on the defense to guard said players. If you've got a bunch of guys that can separate uh, and you know create separation and, and get open and make big plays. That five-yard pass all of a sudden turns into a 50-yard touchdown because the guy just simply turns around, breaks a tackle, and it's off to the races, and they can't run him down. Mm, that's that's a pretty big deal. A pretty big deal. You get your slant over the middle and off to the races you go like Jerry Rice old school. And Jerry Rice, by the way, his official 40 was slow coming out of college. But football speed? Football speed was a whole different matter back in the day for Jerry Rice. But... My point on all of this is, for the negative crap that Cowherd was throwing out there about, oh, nobody's seen any wild moments from Jordan Love and blah, blah, blah. Fine. But then you also had positive on a different show on the same day, a Good Morning Football, from Elton Jenkins talking about the positives about Jordan Love, talking about the positives about how fast this offense is going to be, talking about how this team can compete for a division, how this team can maybe compete for the NFC and be that team. That balances the other, in my mind, very nicely. Because now you have two ways to talk about it if you're hosting a sports talk radio show in the state of Wisconsin. You can give love to both, talk about both. I think that would be the way I'd go about it if I was still on the air. Uh, And... If you decide not to, that's fine too. You can just go with the Jenkins uh, angle and say, to hell with Cowherd, who cares? We're going to focus on what Jenkins has to say. That's fine too. I I will simply say that I don't watch any of them, to be honest with you. Um, I I don't watch any of the morning shows on ESPN. I don't watch any of the shows on Fox with Cowherd or... Uh, whoever else is Bayless and all guys. I don't watch any of that stuff. Most of the time, I'm here at the radio station, so there is no time for me to watch it. Just like before, when we did a show, I rarely watched it. Gary would watch it. Leroy would watch it. They would tell me what they would want me to pull if I could find clips on social media. So anytime I see something from any of those shows, it simply is only because somebody retweeted it uh, on Twitter, and that's how I come across a, a clip on Twitter, or somebody wrote an article about something they said, and that's how you come across it. And I'm sure there are a lot of people um, that really get down and enjoy their shows. I'm just, unfortunately, not one of those guys that necessarily enjoy their shows. And everybody's got their own opinion on different things. For me, Good Talk Radio is one with a lot of callers and hosts banter back and forth. To me, that's good. That's a good talk show. Between the listener and the host and you're bantering back and forth. Or hosts, if you have multiple hosts. Uh, to me, boring sports talk radio is hearing the hosts just talk amongst themselves. That, to me, I, I'm gone. I'm gone. It's just it's not happening. I want to hear the listener and the host. And if I don't hear that, I'm not probably listening to your show and I'm moving on with my life. I'll go listen to music or something. But I'm out. But again, I think I'm in the minority on that. Because I think a lot of people don't want to hear from fans like themselves. They just want to hear the host talk and would rather not hear 
from the listener at all and don't care that there are no calls. So I'm pretty sure I'm in the minority. But for me growing up, you know, when I grew up, I listened to the score out of Chicago. Mike North and Dan Jiggets and those guys. Because growing up in Kenosha, that was the only sports talk I could get in. And they were some crappy frequencies back in the day. You know, back in the '90s, of that what they were on until they finally got onto a real frequency on 670. But I could pick it up, right? I'd listen to it on my headphones. While I was cutting the grass and so forth. That's that's the stuff that I really liked and enjoyed growing up. All that caller interaction. So that that's still what I like. But again, so for me, just because I don't like them on TV, it probably doesn't mean much, right? I, and I obviously have millions of viewers or hundreds of thousands of viewers. I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't, I don't think they're drawing, I don't think any of those shows are drawing like a couple of million of people. I don't know if there are, any of them are drawing more than a million an episode. They might not even be drawing a million. It may be more like hundreds of thousands of ratings-wise for a majority of those uh, morning TV shows. Because a lot of people are at work and so forth, and they don't have time to sit at home and, and, and watch TV. That, that's obviously part of the reason. But as a Packer fan, we have to buckle in now and get ready. Because this is going to be something that we really have not gone through since Rodgers. And I think it's going to be at a more high level than maybe it was for Aaron Rodgers. Now, the the good thing is that I think the attention to the Packers will be less than it could have been had Rodgers retired. Had Rodgers went to, I don't know. Uh, uh, Detroit or Minnesota or something like that. But the fact that Rodgers went to like one of the largest markets in the country in New York City to play for the Jets, where a bunch of these TV shows are located right there, out there on the East Coast, that's right there in their face. They're going to get to watch all of them, local TV or whatever. The fact that he's there is going to lead these talking gets to talk about him even more. Because as we all know, these shows want to focus on the big markets. They don't want small markets to be in doing much of anything because people in these big markets don't want to hear about small market Milwaukee. They want to hear you talk about their teams in New York, right? That's what they want to hear. So if the Jets are doing whatever the Jets are doing, good or bad, they're going to talk about Rodgers. You think they talked about Rodgers a lot before? You just wait and see what it looks like this football season. He's going to get talked about even more than he did before. And the scrutiny is going to be way worse on Aaron Rodgers now than it was before when he was with the Packers. And he took a bunch of crap before from these guys. It's going to be way worse if this Jets team doesn't win a lot of football games. Way worse. Now, I think Rodgers is going to go off and show off and, you know, be the guy. But we'll see. If he doesn't, that, that's fine with me. It ain't going to hurt my feelings any. But I fully expect him to have a great year. But either way... If he doesn't, they're going to be all over him, and they're going to take their eye off the ball of Jordan Love a little bit. What I'm interested to see is what if, just come with me on this journey a little bit, what if Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love have the same numbers at the end of the year? What if they both throw for 32, 33 touchdowns? They both have 12 or 14 interceptions. Completion percentage is about the same. Yards are about the same. What then? When we get to the end of the season, week 17, and we look back and go, huh, a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk. I don't remember much of Jordan Love being talked about. Packers won nine games, got to the playoffs. Not a lot of talk. 
Aaron Rodgers, he won nine games. They got to the playoffs, and he sold the spotlight. I'll say this. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. If that's how it plays, Packers make the playoffs, Jets make the playoffs, same numbers, Love's not getting the flowers for being as good as Love is, but Rodgers has all the spotlight on him. Cool. Fine. And I think Jordan Love would be okay with it too. Just keep him out of everybody's mouths. Just let him go have a career and not worry about everything else. That could be the saving grace for the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love is the fact that Aaron Rodgers went to a huge media market in New York. That could be the saving grace before this whole thing uh, is said and done. And that is something I'm really anxious to kind of look at and see. And I bring up them having kind of the same numbers. Because somebody had tweeted, uh, Dobbs Clears, I guess is the guy's uh, Twitter account. Uh, it says, apparently it's completely delusional to think Jordan Love can top this. Rogers 2022 advanced stats, DVOA 21st, total points earned 17th, QBR 26th, turnover worthy play percentage 30th, touchdown percentage 14th, middle of the league, interception percentage 22nd, that's bottom of the league, on target 21st, that's bottom of the league, catchable pass percentage 23rd, that's bottom of the league, adjusted completion percentage 27th, bottom of the league, EPA and play percentage 21st, that's bottom half of the league. Those numbers are nothing, nothing that Jordan Love can't match up to. I saved the tweet. I like the tweet. And I took a screenshot of the tweet. Why did I take a screenshot? Because I want to see what Jordan Jordan Love's numbers look like at the end of the year. In all of these categories, at the end of 2023, will those numbers be the same? And if they're the same, that means he played better than Aaron Rodgers. Why does that mean he played better with Aaron Rodgers? Because he's doing it with rookie tight ends and a young receiving core. He doesn't have the vet in Lazard. He doesn't have the vet in Randall Cobb. He doesn't have the vet in Mercedes Lewis. He doesn't have any of those guys that he's played with for a number of years that know how to bail him out when he needs to be bailed out and know everything that he's talking about the line of scrimmage because there's going to be plenty of mistakes. If he puts up similar numbers... He outplayed Rodgers from this previous season and the upcoming season. Rodgers goes into a situation, yes, he's going to have to learn some of the guys, right? But he gets Cobb, he gets Lazard, Garrett Wilson's going to have to figure it out. But for the most part, two of his receivers are with him again. So if he does some audible check to the Mike McCarthy offense, and Garrett Wilson goes, what the hell is that? The other two guys are, yep, got you, got you. And Garrett Wilson's going to run whatever Garrett Wilson's going to run, and he's going to throw it to Lazard or Cobb, and they're going to be right where he wants him to be. Jordan Love doesn't get that. Jordan Love doesn't have that benefit. Not in the least. There's nothing even close to that with Jordan Love with his current stack of players. If you can tell I'm fired up, it's because I am. I want this damn season to start. We talked about in the last podcast, more excited for Packers and Badgers. I'm super excited for both. And both for similar reasons. Because there's unknowns on both. There's high expectations for the Badgers that I think may be too high, to be honest with you. Uh, for how good they're going to be in his first year with Luke Fickle and Tanner Mordecai at quarterback. Um, But we'll see. I'm excited to see what that looks like. But I really am excited to see what this offense looks like. You were Elton Jenkins talking about how fast they are and so forth. When was the last time you could say that they had a fast anything on this team? We've always talked about getting faster on defense. That's a a running commentary for the last, what, five to ten years. Got to get faster. Got to get faster. Got to get faster. On offense, you really didn't hear about that, but Donald Driver wasn't fast. That wasn't a fast dude. Sure-handed, yeah, but I wouldn't call him fast. 
Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. I don't know. You'd have to look at times, but my guess would be Christian Watson probably is faster than those two would be my guess. Maybe not as fast. Maybe Jordy Nelson and him are close, but they were never considered a fast offense at any point. Even when Finley was there, I don't think they were ever considered that fast track style offense. And if that's where we're headed, cool. Let's see what happens. Speed can make you look way better than maybe you are by being able to break some plays wide open that that slow guy can break that tackle and maybe gets another 10 yards. That fast dude breaks that play and gets you another 30 or 40 yards. That's a big, big difference when you have speed out there to kind of help you. All right, so we'll do another uh, Kurt and Long coming up on, I think it's going to be Wednesday, I'm thinking, but I'm driving most of the day, so we're going to have to wait and see when we can actually get to the point of recording that. If we don't do it Wednesday, we'll record it Thursday, but there will be another uh, Kurt and Long, and if something happens where, for whatever reason, I can't get Wi-Fi or there's an issue, which I'm assuming there won't be, but just follow at Sparky Radio or at Ryan Horvat on Twitter. And uh, we'll let you know if uh, we have to cancel any podcasts or whatever the case may be. Don't forget, you can download this on your Odyssey app or wherever you download your favorite podcasts at. Uh, normally, from time to time, we'll put some up on the uh, Odyssey Sports YouTube page. I'm not recording this on video because it's me by myself. So I'm just uh, sitting in a studio without any cameras or anything uh, recording it. So this will not be up on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good one. And uh, again, don't. Don't get all fired up about what these dudes say on TV, man. I know it's hard. I know it's 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 tough to ignore Cowherd. It's tough to ignore Bayless because you want to get mad. You want to yell and scream and carry on on Twitter and battle with fans from other fan bases and all that stuff. Man, life is too short to care what those people think, man. I'm just here to tell you. It is too damn short. You want to agree with them? That's fine. Whatever. No problem. There ain't no sense letting them ruin your day by some take or opinion that they have. That's that's their deal. No big deal. And I'm not saying they make up anything, because I don't know if they do or not. I, I I have personally said I'll never work with anybody that makes crap up just to get a take on the radio. Like, that is horrible, and I would never work with somebody like that. So if they do that, then Godspeed to them. And if they're telling the truth, that's fine, too. But either way, you don't have to agree with everything they say, and don't let them ruin your day. Have a good one. Toodles!